بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ریڈیو رمضان 87.7 ایف ایم پروگرام ریفلیکشنز آج رمضان کی بائیس تاریخ ہے گلاسکو میں اور آج افطار کا وقت ہے آٹھ بج کے اڑتالیس منٹ یہ بائیسویں نشست ہے اس پندرہویں غالباً سال کی جو ہم شیخ رضوان کے ساتھ یہ مسلسل بغیر تعطل کے اس نشست کو آپ کے سامنے رکھتے ہیں ریفلیکشنز کے نام سے افطار کے وقت سے کچھ دیر پہلے سے لے کر کے افطار کے وقت تک ہم اللہ کا بہت سا شکر بجا لاتے ہیں کہ اس نے توفیق عطا کی کہ ہم اس کے کلام کو پڑھ سکیں اس کو سمجھنے کی کچھ صحیح کر سکیں اور پھر اپنی زندگیوں کو اس کے کلام کے مطابق ڈھالنے کی کوششیں کر سکیں یہ وہ ذکر ہے اللہ رب العزت کا کہ جس کے بارے میں اللہ تعالیٰ نے ہمیں کہا ہے کہ ہر وقت اسی کا ذکر کرو اور یاد کرو اللہ کو اپنی اولادوں سے بڑھ کے جس طرح سے ہم اپنے آبا و اجداد کو یاد کرتے ہیں اس سے بڑھ کے حکم ہے کہ ہم اللہ کو یاد کریں اور سوائے اس کے کہ ہم اللہ کا شکر ادا کر سکیں ہم کچھ نہیں کر سکتے کہ جس نے یہ توفیق بخشی کہ مسلسل ہم اس کے ذکر میں مشغول رہتے ہیں آج کی آیات سورہ روم تیسویں صورت ہے قرآن حکیم کی آ, اس کی تلاوت ترجمہ اور پھر شیخ رضوان سے اس پہ آ, کچھ سمجھنے سمجھانے کی باتیں بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم In the name of Allah The entirely merciful The especially merciful وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ and of his signs is that he sends the winds as bringers of good tidings and to let you taste his mercy And so the ships may sail at his command. And so you may seek of his bounty. And perhaps you will be grateful. وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا مِن قَبْلِكَ رُسُلًا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِمْ فَجَاءُوهُمْ بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ فَانْتَقَمْنَا مِنَ الَّذِينَ أَجْرَمُوا وَكَانَ حَقًّا عَلَيْنَا نَصْرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And we have already sent messengers before you to their peoples, and they came to them with clear evidences. Then we took retribution from those who committed crimes, and incumbent upon us was support of the believers. اللہ الذي يرسل الرياح فتثير سحابا فيبسطه في السماء فيبسطه في السماء كيف يشاء ويجعله كسفا فترى الودق يخرج من خلاله فَإِذَا أَصَابَ بِهِ مَن يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ إِذَا هُمْ يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ It is Allah who sends the winds, and they stir the clouds and spread them in the sky however He wills. And He makes them fragments, 
so you see the rain emerge from within them. And when he causes it to fall upon whom he wills of his servants, immediately they rejoice. Although they were before it was sent down upon them, before that in despair. Sadaqallahu Ladim یہ پانچ آیات کی تلاوت آپ نے سنی آج کی نشست میں انشاءاللہ ہم دو سے تین پہ زیادہ فوکس کریں گے اللہ ہی ہے جو ہواؤں کو بھیجتا ہے اور وہ بادل اٹھاتی ہیں یہاں تک ہم نے آج اس کی تلاوت سنی اور اس سے پہلے کی جو آیات ہیں جو آج کی آیات ہیں کہ اس کی نشانیوں میں سے یہ ہے کہ وہ ہوائیں بھیجتا ہے بشارت دینے کے لیے اور تمہیں اپنی رحمت سے بہرہ مند کرنے کے لیے اور اس غرض کے لیے کہ کشتیاں اس کے حکم سے چلیں اور تم اس کا فضل تلاش کرو اور اس کے شکر گزار بنو صدق اللہ العظیم السلام علیکم شیخ وعلیکم السلام ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ السلام علیکم سورہ روم ayah number 46 is inshallah what we'll be um trying to understand today from your commentary on this one and his and of his signs is that he sends winds to herald good tidings mm-hmm. and that he may give you a taste of his mercy and that ships may sail at his bidding now there is a difference between this what i understood in english and what is in urdu there is a difference quite a big difference ان ہاؤ دس از پرزینٹڈ اس کی نشانیوں میں سے یہ ہے کہ وہ ہوائیں بھیجتا ہے بشارت دینے کے لیے اور تمہیں اپنی رحمت سے بہرہ مند کرنے کے لیے اور اس غرض کے لیے کہ کشتیاں اس کے حکم سے چلیں اینڈ ہیئر از اے ڈفرنس اور تم اس کا فضل تلاش کرو سو اٹ از این اینڈ ہیئر ویئر از این انگلش اٹ از ناٹ این اینڈ اٹ از اے کانسیکوینس اینڈ یو می سیک ہز باؤنٹی So, you know, everything is done before this so that you, so that you seek your bounty and give thanks to him. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Urdu translation, it is uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does this, this and this. Um, and you. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not consequence. It's, a, it's this and that. Hmm. So, the Urdu, so if, I, if I understand what you're saying correctly The Urdu translation is um, It's saying this and that This and that So the, the, the winds are sent hmm. um, So that you Are given glad tidings And you're able to taste some of his mercy hmm. And also to allow the ships to sail By his hmm. command And also In order that Yeah Okay. And the English is different English is, yeah, uh, so English is, and that he may give you a taste of his mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay, that the ships may sail by his command and they, and you may seek his bounty in order that you may be grateful, in mm-hmm. order that you may be grateful. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not this and that. <clears throat> it's so, one leading to the next yeah so if you, if you look at the verse itself if you just translate the Arabic it would say for example so it's the same famous refrain of this chapter which is and and a one amongst his signs is that he sends the the winds as a plural you know the winds in, in a sense is a plural not just one wind but numerous winds all of these winds are مبشرات, are, are signs of glad tidings okay that's one thing And so after this, all the constructions, you know, with annexes are in order that. So these winds come and so they are described as being mubashirat. So mubashirat are interesting because if you look at the word itself, basharat. Basharat is like a, a good omen, a good sign, a, a good piece of news. So the Prophet mm. is, is described as being bashir. And Nadir. So the Prophet sure. is Bashir wa Nadira. 
ان ارسلناك شاهدا ومبشرا ونذيرا وي سنت يو از ا يو نو از ا بشير ونذير اسينشلي يو نو وان هاز جود جود نيوز اند وان ذات هاز وارنينجز از ويل سو اند اند ذس كمز فروم بشر اف يو ثينك اباوت ات يو نو بشاره كمز فروم what you see externally so bashart is is you can tell it from the face of the person usually like somebody comes to you and and all of a sudden they're they're, they're beaming with with happiness as soon as you mm. see them mm. you can say well i see signs of a basharat mm. you understand mm. so you have signs of good tidings so imagine you send somebody somewhere to do something and they come back and they're really happy and imagine it was a very important thing you sent them to do and they come back happy like say to negotiate a contract or to um rectify your relationship with somebody and and they had to go and speak to them they came back and as soon as they came in they had this um smiley countenance they were they were happy that's called basharat indicating mm. that there's good behind what happened and so when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that is he subhanahu wa ta'ala that from his signs he has sent to you wins as mubashirat so that's a full stop there so you you're thinking okay what what is it in the in the winds that come that are the basharat so there's going to be things that are going to mention and what's happening is there's is going to mention i think one um two three probably even four um indicators of that basharat so what's hidden here is what you need to think about so once the person comes and explains what's happened that's all the different reasons why they're happy why they're giving a good good um a good um you know kind of outward sign that they, that something good has happened so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says liyudhiqahu first of all so that he allows you to experience or taste from his mercy so you know the first thing would be what is that what does that actually mean you know liyudhiqahu to allow you to experience from his mercy because generally water comes um and it it comes after a period of drought you know most most countries even in this day and age apart from people in scotland you know obviously hmm. um the majority of the world is in some kind of water poverty and hmm. so it, even though it's not any on the on the on the radar for people in norway and sweden and scotland perhaps it is for people in england and then europe as well source of water purity of water um availability of water is a big issue um, you know you know water poverty is is one of the major um you know ethical issues facing the planet and so the winds themselves bring the bashar of the fact that when you see the clouds in the distance there's an indication that you know the the, the drought that we're facing or the difficulty and straitened circumstances of water are going to be alleviated hmm. so this is like how's it explained it's, it's explained in the sense of you you taste and experience a small amount of his mercy meaning that there's a lot more mercy to come so it's like a, another bashara in the the fact that allah says min rahmatihi means that there's this is not all the rahmah there's much more so this in and of itself is a bashara so that's one thing and then it says fulku and also so that the you know ships and vessels on on the oceans are allowed to um journey bi'amrihi through this the, the balance that god has created between the water and the and the air and and the kind of gravitational force which allows then you know us to utilize that by having ships for example hmm. and so that's another thing litajriya <clears throat> so that's mentioning another reason why samubashira so all these things are uncovering why is it a, a good omen and also allah subhanahu then says walitabtaghu and also so that you seek out from his um generosity his fadl so that's another thing so the bashara of the winds is when they come they facilitate what they facilitate movement of ships because of the wind power they facilitate the the, the arrival of rains and also the fact that you're able to traverse by oceans is a means by which you can facilitate trade and commerce and remember if you look at human history some of the biggest movements in human history have been the changes that take place by the fact that people can be seafaring can travel mm. by sea if you look at the rise of holland and the netherlands portugal spain if you look at britain as well 
the thing that changed and made them different, for example, the Roman Byzantine Empire and the and the Persians was the fact that they had they were seafaring, and the, and that gave them an advantage, a very important part in human history. And so, if you were just to say, for example, if you were to look at the impact of seafaring on human history, I would I would consider that to be one of the greatest movers for civilization and economic um, expansion that human history has ever seen. And and we never we never even think of that. Like this verse is mentions it in passing. Like that's just thrown in there. I guarantee most people would just like um pass by that. And even I guarantee in tafsirs, if you look at any tafsir, I guarantee I haven't looked at it, but I'd guarantee that that would be passed over the, the very simple comment. That mm. simple comment, if in the in the run of history, you know, you know, you know, you know, even like Nowadays, you have the Suez Canal, for example, and you have the Bosphorus Strait, which brings, um, you know, food and and um, you know, kind of commodities from the Black Sea area, mm. which is Ukraine and Russia. You know, in the UK, they're they're um, rationing oil. I think I heard. Mm. Mm. So they're rationing foodstuffs. Do you know why that's happening? Because of the, the war in Ukraine, and the reason for that is because the whole um, journey of commodities from Ukraine through the Black Sea, through the Bosphorus Strait is being restricted. And that's due with the sea. Do you understand? And so when we just look at it and we think, well, the Quran is just mentioning this in passing, it's actually indicating that seafaring trade is, you know, at that time it wasn't, but it's going to become, you know, one of the greatest means by which you create trade. Hmm. And it's just as and in a in an insignificant passing kind of section in the verse, and also and also so that you show gratefulness. So what I mean, without discussing your issue of the commentary or the mm-hmm. translations mm-hmm. in Urdu and English, what's happening is for me is there's a good there's, there's somebody comes into the door really happy, and then you find out the reason they're happy is because of these four reasons. Okay. So they tell you, okay, this is why I'm happy because they agreed on this and they said this and they said this and they said this. So they're different point bullet points. So in this verse, it gives you the same thing. That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from him saying, sends these winds in plural as glad tidings and as good omens. How? Because of the thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions so that you know, you're able to experience his mercy and so that you're able to facilitate um, traveling by sea on ships and so that you can you know gain um, sustenance and his generosity and also as, as a result of that so that you also are able to do shukr and shukr here then it's almost like the reason I'm happy is that you're able to do shukr mm-hmm. so this verse is interesting because it's, it's almost if you, if you cut a lot of this out you would you can also also say this something like that from his signs is that he sends the 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 the, the, the winds okay mm-hmm. so that you're able to show gratefulness so it's yeah. almost like it's an excuse to be another excuse for you to be able to show gratefulness if you didn't send them how would you do shukr mm-hmm. you understand? Mm-hmm. it's almost like God set you up so that you have an excuse to do shukr and if he hadn't you wouldn't do shukr mm-hmm. so all these but elements shukr, are but, separate yeah so the whole thing is rotating around this shukr um, and the sign of Allah is rotating around the economy. Is that? Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, it's trade it's, and commerce. Trade, commerce, and survival. So the very basis of it is So that you, you taste some of his mercy, I mean, by surviving hmm. and then by thriving. So it's not just about thriving, sorry, um, surviving, it's about thriving as well. So just mm. that you, if you're able to, you know, you can't, there's no point having commerce if you're dead. Mm, mm, you know, mm. so the first thing is that the, the, this natural phenomenon of winds, I remember if you want to go deep into this, I mean, the whole thing about winds is that you have ocean tides, you have you have all this movement in, in, the, in the stratosphere that causes winds to come and moves water resources from one part of the, the, the planet to another. And that whole process of, you know, evaporation from the earth, going up into skies, con- condensing and then getting to a critical mass where the water comes back down. 
that's also a means by which the water is purified. That's, that's also a means by which, you know, the what would be saline water would become, you know, rainwater and able to be used by human beings and animals. Mm -hmm. So even that is part of his mercy. This is the process of the riyah moving, the winds moving, and then capturing, you know, rain particles and allowing them to fall. And all these things, you know, are just part and parcel of survival and then thriving. Surviving and then thriving. And then, you know, Min Fadli indicates, you know, not just surviving, it's thriving. Fadl is like something extra. It's mm. like the, the extra, um, you know, the extra kind of benefit that you get. So it kind of goes in a gradation in some way in this verse. Mm. So that you're mm. able to survive and you're able to utilize the, 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 the oceans and the winds for your benefit. And therefore you can gain some profit. And when you've got the prophet, you can say thank you. Hmm, hmm, so do you understand hmm. how it works? Because it's people just say, well, just thrown together in, in no necessary um, kind of sequence. But you see a very specific thing that you survive, and then you start to utilize natural, the way the natural world works, and then you use it to your benefit. And if it's for your benefit, and you real, and you, and if you're able to connect it to God, hmm. then you will say thank you. Now, if you're not able to connect it back to God and you say, well, the winds are just a, 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 you know, a process of the, the way the ecology works and it's not from God, it's just from ourselves. Now, you will do what you what people have been doing now for the last four or five centuries, which is just utilizing nature without any sense of thankfulness, without any sense of stewardship, without any sense of um, responsibility. And obviously, you know, this verse, I would understand to be a very important verse in terms of the ecology of Islam, because the fact that you don't give thanks, if you consider it's a natural, you know, it's a kind of natural process, mm. not related to a, a blessing from God, means that you will obviously not take care of it. You will obviously take for granted. You will obviously, you seek to utilize it in your own benefit without any sense of responsibility. And, mm -hmm. you know, that last thing, that thing is quite point poignant because to give thankfulness and gratitude is only mm -hmm. important if you understand somebody gave you it in the first place. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I mean, it's, it's always, uh, um, it's, it's one of those things I've not ever fully grasped, right? how important it is for us to be in the state of shukr. So mm -hmm. this this ayah, after all this kind of really big concepts of trade, commerce, economy, um, import, export, like ships moving, mm -hmm. uh, uh, people making enterprise, they're making profits. But it ends with a very simple concept of um, you have to, so that you are grateful. So all mm -hmm. of this is to be in a state of gratefulness. Ultimately, so it's like... Um... So what's the ultimate purpose of Allah sending winds? You know, just in passing, yeah. winds yeah. here in Arabic, ar-riyah is plural. And if you know in the if you notice in the Quran, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses winds in a plural instead of wind, it's always mm -hmm. indicate indicative of blessing, it's always indicative of mercy, it's always indicative of benefit to human beings. So when you see it, right away you know that there's amazing openings and positivity in the verse. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses rih. In singular, it's always a sign of God's punishment. You know, so mm. in, in the Quran, it talks about, you know, previous generations and previous prophets and their, and their communities. Yeah, uh, you know, when it talks about rih, you know, it always indicates some kind of torment, some kind of punishment. The rih is a specific type of rih, a specific type of wind, which is going to decimate and destroy. Mm. Um, and so when we see this, we know it's a benefit. We know it's, a, it's, it's generosity. And the ultimate aim, you know, as of all these things that's mentioned at, as, in terms of benefits, the purpose of all of this is to set up the process of shukr. And so one, one, one of the, the kind of the end ultimate purpose is not that you experience some of his mercy, not that you are able to utilize, you know, the sea for seafaring or to even utilize it for trade. Essentially, the ultimate purpose, the maqsad of the sending is, so is an excuse. I was saying it's an ex almost like an excuse that you're given because you're being given something 
by God. It's an excuse to reconnect with God as well, to like to give shukr, thankfulness, gratefulness, hmm. and then connect the blessing to the, the source of the blessing. And so shukr essentially, you could say, well, shukr is essentially connecting the, the, the dots between a blessing and the source of blessing. Hmm. You know, like hmm. kids have these, um, hmm. you know, when they start to read and write, they have these kind of dot books. They yeah. connect number one, two, three, and then they, and, and the whole purpose is to, to dot, dot, join the dots is to make a picture. The reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends and connects through nature with us is that we're able to then connect dots. And you know, what, when you get to the end, you realize, oh, that's what it was. It was from Allah, so that we give thankfulness. And you know, the, the sign of the, the, the deep ungratefulness of a, of a society and a civilization is that they break the dots. They actually end up not connecting the source of blessings to the blessing itself and they say well it's all from our own actions it's all based on our development and research it's all based upon our own endeavors and the whole point is if it's based on your endeavors then you know the whole thing is you, you don't have you have no real responsibility in terms of stewardship in terms of care i was talking about and so shukr is you know it's it's one of the deepest concepts we have in islam mm -hmm. because it's one of the ways that you you constantly are in a state of taqwa because taqwa is a very difficult thing to achieve. Taqwa is like God, you know, um, awareness of Allah through fear or through um, love. So it's this kind of it's kind of a God awareness. Now that God awareness can't just you can't just sit down and say I want to have taqwa and let's let's practice. One of the ways of doing that is to connect what's happening in your life to to Allah and how it sources itself in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It's a moment of ease, a moment of blessing. It's, it's a time for shukr. And a moment of difficulty is a time for sabr. So you have mechanisms through which, you know, we are told to connect with God depending on how we are being put through some kind of experience of good or, good or bad, difficulty or ease, uh, wealth or, or poverty. Both of these are means by which you achieve taqwa, which is to, you know, be aware of Allah at all times. And so shukr, I, I consider shukr and, and sabr to be two parts of the way that taqwa is arrived at. Because that's where most people, I mean, without shukr, being... Shukr and sabr. Yeah, both. Because um, in life you basically have two opposites. You know, mm -hmm. they're different extremes. I mean, you have things that you have to have lots, lot of sabr for. And you have things you have to have little sabr for. Like there's mm. things that you don't, it's not difficult to have sabr with. You know, with some things because they're just insignificant. You know, like so you drop something. You imagine you're about to break your fast and you drop a, gl a glass of your favorite ruh afza, and that's the last one that's there. You know, you're not going to sit down, have a cry, and then you know have a couple of weeks of real remorse over that. You get over it. Sabr is just, oh my goodness, it fell. So you just have to be patient. Sabr mm -hmm. is patience, isn't it? You just have to be patient. Have some water. That's not a big, mm -hmm. you know, it's not a big task. But sabr over losing something that is, you know, you know, really close to you, mm -hmm. that, that's real sabr. And so that's a way of connecting with God. So sabr is there because you know that it's it's something that God has placed in your path as a means of you coming closer to him. And the way of that is through the patience. And the same with the shukr. Shukr is the opposite of that, which is good. And you can have shukr from, as for a small blessing, you know, of the root of so I didn't spill or whatever. And you can have shukr for great blessings such as, you know, you know somebody that you, you're very close to being successful and achieving things that they want to do and having a, a good life. Or, you know, whatever it is, you can think everybody has their own reasons for being happy. But the point mm -hmm. is shukr is, is the other side of that. And in the mm -hmm. middle is they're both, they're both kind of essentially moving you both towards taqwa, which is, Awareness of Allah, you know, God consciousness. God consciousness has to happen in a context. And the context we have is of life. Life is ups and downs. You know, you know, jubilation and sadness. So, Sheikh, expression of shukr. Mm -hmm. What's, what are the various... Um, you know, our friend Kamran, he was telling me that one of his friends came from Pakistan. And he was offered to stay in his house. Uh, and he said, please give me a room where I don't disturb your family. I have to get up in the morning for mm -hmm. the hajjud. Mm -hmm. 
so he was impressed fine asked him you know uh, you you going to be so regular with your tahajjud even in your travels and he goes uh, i was nobody and allah has given me so much that i always pray to nafl just for shukr mm-hmm. so i wake up middle of the night to say shukr mm-hmm. so that's his expression of shukr that he wakes up and he prays to nafl every day of his life to to say thank you mm-hmm. uh, any other forms and ways of expressing that gratitude yeah well, look look um, if somebody does something good to you the way that people express their gratefulness and thankfulness is different from every every individual if you, in real life in in kind of if you think about in terms of how human beings if somebody's done them a good turn or been of use use to them the way that they express their gratitude to them is different you know some people i've been told i i i i the way i express my gratitude is just shrugging my shoulders <laughs> so it's like because my kind of thing is well in certain situations you i mean that's, that's a wrong thing to do obviously um because sometimes i just think look your your rewards with god and you know find it there if it's for the sake of allah you don't need my hmm. confirmation or whatever um, and to my kids as well they probably have the same experience with me it's good so what do you want me to do about it whereas my hmm. wife would be the opposite like you know she would celebrate that they've done something and 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 show that they've achieved something shukr so it's different it's going to manifest in giving presents or it's manifest in 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 doing something else so the gratitude that we do and the way we express it and so we somebody does something good to you and you give them a gift for example and so different people have different ways of um holding on to the experience of generosity that they've been given and therefore they have different ways of expressing the gratitude so one of the mm. one of the the ways is you know there is a concept in the sharia the prophet did do this a number of times which is sajda to shukr which is just to prostrate out of thankfulness to allah so this is like an ultimate you know way of expressing gratitude which is going to directly to the one that gave the the blessing and actually what came to mind just now is Aisha radiyallahu and when the verses were revealed um you know freeing her of you know any kind of culpability in in this kind of you know this ifk you know the issue of ifk in, in the seerah when she was accused of certain things and she didn't defend herself she remained silent she remained dignified she remained noble you know she's ummul mu'minin she's most one of the most amazing females that ever walked on the face of this earth and the dignity of that was such that she remained silent at the moment that people were slandering her backbiting her um you know casting aspersions against her character she was so self assured in the fact that this is between me and allah that she didn't defend herself and that's like a quality of shukr i think just in of itself which is you know this this if if the truth is true and allah has not um and i know i've not done this then the shukr in that state is to just be silent and then mm. when the verses were revealed um exonerating her and defending her and 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 basically undermining the people that spread the rumors in the first place what did she do she went to said the shukr she just went into this state of prostration to allah that because i expected it from god and it came from god i'll directly see gratitude is due only to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the point that she almost like ig- not ignored the prophet but the prophet wasn't part of that conversation mm. because the exonerations was from allah so the prostration is to god mm. and that's an amazing mm. thing but the shukr was directly to the source the shukr but most people you know they have different ways of doing shukr so some people like to do things so the way of doing shukr would be to give you know they they want to show gratitude to allah and the way they do that is they probably give i know a couple of my relatives that the way they do that is to give um you know gifts to children mm-hmm. so that you know the way that they show gratitude to allah is to to do something that they know that allah allah, allah will be pleased with which is to give in charity to bring happiness to children for example and so that's you you know giving gratitude to the 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 servants of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the creation of god showing you know some kind of um, generosity beyond yourself and so i, I don't think there's one way that you do shukr mm-hmm. everybody has their own um, mentality everybody has their own habits so everybody it's, expresses it's, themselves it's intuitive it's intuitive it's not prescriptive 
Yeah, it's not prescriptive because it says to shukar. You can say, well, if something good happens, you, you should do You know, if you're really ex extreme Muslim, you'll say to people, if something good happens, hey, do sajda right away. Come on. Yeah. And you know, like, this is a sunnah and you have to do sajda shukar. It's it's not of that nature. You know, sajda shukar is one which is prescribed and it is a great blessing. And it's 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 returning it to its ultimate source. But it can be contrived and 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 kind of simulated because shukr expresses itself in different ways. Some people express shukr by just by, um, you know, poets, for example, some great some of the greatest poets um, did shukr through. Um, and there's actually a, a story because um, this is, and I don't know if you know uh, Sheikh Habib Jifri. He's a famous. Um, yeah. Now he's famous. I met him when he was. Um, not so famous and he he told the story of the fact that he was once in a, in a, in a car um you know somebody was taking him somewhere and he the person who was in the car put on um some kind of i think it was a, it was um kalthum you know um kalthum yeah um kalthum is this famous egyptian Egyptians, um yeah. singer you know i think the 60s or 70s and mm. she was singing and then habib ali he said he started weeping because of the words because it was about you know the lover and the beloved, and meaning, you know, the separation and the distance that they were in and the longing for them to meet together again. And he said he just kept crying to the point that he actually forgot to tell the driver where to take him. He had to they had to go all the way back and retrace where they were supposed to go because he just went into a complete state. And so Habib Ali said that once he, you know, when he became more famous, he gave a, a, a dars. And he actually mentioned the exact dars. He gave it in Egypt somewhere. And he and he was told, oh, there's a, a person there um, who's very famous because he wrote all these um, songs for famous singers. Mm -hmm. And he went to him, and it was, I think, it was Ahmed Shafiq Kamil. So he's a very famous, um, you know, um, you know, composer. And he was sitting in the mosque listening to the dars. And so Sheikh Habib Ali goes to him, and he said, "I came to you, you know, out of." You know the fact that you people say you're famous and etc. But I wanted to ask you something. You wrote this song, and I ask you by the by the sake of Allah, why? Um, what was it about? <laughs> and he and the man looked startled because he's like, what a strange question. That song, famous song that Umm Kathum wrote, they <laughs> sang, made famous. Why are you asking me? He says, no, just tell me wait, what wait, what happened. He said, I was in Madinat al-Mawara, and I wrote it in the Rauda because of my longing for the Prophet ﷺ. and the words were basically the conversation between me, me and the Prophet ﷺ. and so obviously when it's made into a song people are thinking it's about you know mm -hmm. you know the two male and the female kind of just longing for each other's company like a husband and wife for example or something like that and he said nobody knows this except me and Umar Kalthum because Umar Kalthum herself <laughs> is so strange she she made me change some of the words mm, because mm. in some of the words it's something like you know I long for your lips or something mm, from which mm. your words come and she says I don't want to sing that because it's unbefitting why don't you say something like you know I long for to see your face mm, 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 or your happiness or something because even Umkathum herself she felt um, uncomfortable uncomfortable and he said only like him her and there was one producer knew about this and then you know the whole thing was the shukar the reason i'm saying is the shukar for that person who's like a composer and probably famous was hidden and it was done through his own art which is lyrics Allah. and and that's it and so you know so that's why i'm saying everybody's pathway to do shukar is different and i'm not saying go go and listen to um before <laughs> in the first brigade <laughs> i, I, I just checked five or cds the other day um yeah because of the cds <laughs> <laughs> or you threw away five of your CDs, or it, well, or, or music yeah. CDs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, the, the, so pe people are always after me. Should just relax. I'm just, you know, um, you know. So why they say in, in logic, they say la yusafil al matal al You know, they don't, you don't, you don't stipulate in, in a given example that you believe in it or or consider it to be true or, um, you know, worthy of emulation. My point is, for him, right or wrong, the shukar that he felt in the Ravda of the Prophet was to compose something that later on became, you know, a, a popular song, I think, in Egypt. But mm. the source of it, who would have known? 
you know, who'd have known unless you know if if you know that scholar hadn't weeped at listening to it because it reminded him of the Prophet. You know, this is an amazing thing, but the story is that the whole connection between the song and the person listening, the scholar was that they didn't think about what people think about, which is what it's about, you know, mm. to lovers and just longing for it to meeting each other and the distance and all the rest of it it is for him it was the prophet and him that mm -hmm. it showed the distance and he's he just longed for the prophet and you know that's you know it shows that people's minds are you know everyone's not everyone's minds the same so the important thing is to be in the state of shukr it's not just saying shukr to be in the state of gratitude at all yeah times. so shukr the, the least of shukr is to say you know, Ashkurullah, you know, just I, I give gratitude to God. Alhamdulillah, wa shukrulillah, you know, the dhikr of the Prophet. Um, you know, that's that's like the basic, that's shukr of the lisan. But you know, the shukr al jinan, which is the shukr of the hearts, and the shukr of the abdan, which is the bodies as well. So every part of you has a type of shukr, you know, and and has different manifestations. And the best of them is. You know, obviously, shukr al jinan, just deep down gratitude, because you all you know the ultimate purpose is for God. But then shukr al abdan, which is by the by the body, is a proof of that. It's like you 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 kind of em, em, embrace it and you embed it within your being. So you actually mm. do something. So mm. you, show, mm. you show gratitude by serving what God wants you to serve. You know the actions that God wants you to do, the people that God wants you to connect to and to help and to aid. That's probably the best. Way that most people will be able to do shukr is to do an action which is which is regular and good. Allah Akbar. Reflections with Sheikh Razwan Muhammad. Um, this was ayah 46 of chapter 30, Surah Al Rum of uh, Quran. Um, and of his signs is that he sends winds to herald good tidings and that he may give you a taste of his mercy and the ships may sail at his bidding and you may seek his bounty and give thanks to him. Uh, we go for a short ad break and inshallah we'll be back after this break for the next aisle. <laughs> ان سے آگے تلک جتنی دنیا ہے سب میں تیری جھلک سب سے لیکن جدا اے خدا Today, 22nd of Ramadan, iftar is at 8.48 p.m. Uh, just before the break, just the concept of how to survive and how to thrive. And once you are surviving and are thriving, we express our gratitude. We express our shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Sheikh, what if you're not thriving? Mm -hmm. We still should be in a state of shukr. No, I, I said there's two two sides of the coin: is sabr and shukr. So, depending on, you know, most people, if they're in difficulty, they do sabr. They do sabr. <laughs> so this is the funny thing, actually. <laughs> we want to really um, mix up, put the cat amongst the pigeons, because most people in life, the way I explained it is: there's a coin. There's two sides of the coin. I don't know if you watch Sholli. If you watch Sholli. <laughs> So this is going to get me really big, big trouble with the Maldives. Allah Akbar. I watched, I watched Sholi when I was like 12 years old. So I have, uh, that's before I reached the age of puberty, I think. Uh, yeah, so you know, in, in the in the film, from my memory, they, there's a coin and um, Amitabh, as you know, he always, when they have it. No, no, I'm just saying to approximate, because this was in I was yeah. Channel 4. I remember yeah, yeah. it was in Channel 4 and it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon and this film was on. It was mm. intriguing, had subtitles, but it, it was actually intriguing because of friendship between two people. And when they dis, dis, disagreed with something, 
what they you know what they did he threw up a coin and he said heads mm. or tails mm. and i think it happened two or three times this shows my memory two or three times in the film and each time it's what the i think amitabh whatever is yeah and so he, oh mashallah <laughs> so he would always win and it would always yeah. be so that he would have to sacrifice something or do something more difficult yeah and so i think the last time was it was actually like life or death i think something like that so yeah. one had to leave and one had to stay behind and ward off the enemies or the the, the dakots as they say the daku and so okay they, they they couldn't agree and then they said okay i'll get the coin out and he flipped it and he had to stay behind and defend and obviously die, sacrifice himself. And then he he died, obviously. And then I think, from what I remember, he the, the other person survived. He went back to see him. And the coin was, is in, in his hand. And then, um, so this is a really bad memory. He opens up the hand and it's it's obviously heads. Mm. And it just flips. And it and the other side's heads as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so... Why am I saying this? The reason is like the the coin is usually heads and tails, which is sabr and shukar. Mm-hmm. So uh, sabr is for difficulty, shukar is for um, good things that happen to you, and that's the way most people should be doing it. But there's mm-hmm. also this kind of the sholi option, which is you know shukar in all in all situations. Subhanallah. Which is you know this is one of the things that Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani mentioned, which is you know. I fear for myself if God, that God has forsaken me and distant me from himself if I'm not afflicted by tribulations. So in a sense, he was giving shukr that God is always connecting with him and putting him through a tribulation because there's some kind of concern and connection and communication. Do you understand? And so, you know, it's like this hadith of Abu Allah anhu, in which the Prophet said that um, you know, a person is 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 beseeching Allah and making du'a. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, said that, you know, would angels answer that du'a right away? And the angels said, why? Because the du'a is being answered. He said, I don't like to hear that person's voice. So answer the du'a. Because I don't want to hear. Not mean that God doesn't want, doesn't want to hear, doesn't want. He doesn't want to subhan, show that the du'a of a person that is insincere should be a constant state because they've in their life probably they're being unjust they're being untruthful they're being you know a person that is you know comp- comp- you know disobeying god and doing everything that's harming people and so if at a certain point they make dua their their dua is probably insincere and so god says just answer the answer the dua but a person who's sincere you know the the angels are told not to answer the dua because allah says i love to hear that person's voice not meaning god wants to hear the voice meaning that that state of purity that the person gets in du'a and sincerity is actually the whole purpose of life. The whole purpose of life is to be in a situation where you're constantly connected. And so the most elevated people are the people that have this kind of double heads coin option, which is shukar in all situations, which is the state of prophets, you know, especially the Prophet ﷺ. There was other prophets that would, you know, perhaps have this gratitude and thankfulness and patience. But the Prophet would have, even his patience was... You know, I think it was it was cloaked in thankfulness that Allah has allowed us to be in, in the situation we're in. So, you know, for most people, the the the, the, the standard option is sabr and shukr. Is how everybody will achieve this understanding of Allah's grace. But for the elect, you know, the people that are, you know, whose purpose is to be constantly in 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 you know in the same radio waves of, of God's communication. For them, you know, shukr. Is the highest level. Sabr is like you know, it's a it's a, it's a it's a least option, isn't it? It's like it's the it's the least of the options you want. You want blessings, but but it, it is an important one. Such an important surah of Quran, and sabr is also a recommended state. Uh, but, well, I mean that that chapter will answer is about humanity and, and human beings in general. It's, that's like the that's the um that's the, the standard option. So well asr insan insan is here considered to be the generic humanity. Like the human being by nature, by conditioning, is in a state of loss. 
you know, this passage of time keeps going, you know, year by year, epoch by epoch. Humanity is in a state of loss, meaning there's no there's no idea of progress, um, because progress is a material thing. We're talking about progress spiritually and morally. So, except for people, you know, have this, you know, you know, advise each other with truth and advise each other with patience. So this is a civilizational thing, you know. What sabr is not sabr yourself, but it's this idea that you're doing sabr together. Like if a calamity happens, mm-hmm. that you can't say, you know, you can't have like a situation where you give a khutbah and you know an earthquake happens, you give a khutbah the next day, and you say, oh people, we should have shukar. You know, again, to the imam, the people go out and get collect their shoes and start throwing the the shoes mm. at the imam. You mm. know, that will be you know people will lynch the imam because mm. in in the context of the way the world is, you know, that is not how you you pitch the public um, pronouncement on a, a devastating event. But the person themselves might be in a state of shukr saying, oh Allah, this is a means by themselves personally is this is a means by which people are turning to you, oh Allah. Not as you know, not saying that it's a punishment, but to saying that there's another means by which people reflect upon the real meaning of life, in the fragility of life, mm. and the fact that everything is is in flux and everything is not st- standard and not stable, and that the world is a place where anything can happen. And so just to recognize that is, you know, is a, is a reason for shukr in and of itself, but not for most people. And so, yeah, کہ ہوائیں بھیجتا ہے بشارت دینے کے لیے اور تمہیں اپنی رحمت سے بہرہ مند کرنے کے لیے اس کی نشانیوں میں سے یہ ہے کہ وہ ہوائیں بھیجتا ہے بشارت دینے کے لیے اور تمہیں اپنی رحمت سے بہرہ مند کرنے کے لیے اور اس غرص کے لیے کشتیاں اس کے حکم سے چلیں اور تم اس کا فضل تلاش کرو اور اس کے شکر گزار بنو ہم نے اس نشست کے جو حاصل ہے وہ یہ ہے کہ اللہ رب العزت ہمیں اپنے فضل سے نوازتا ہے رزق عطا کرتا ہے ہوائیں بھیج کے اور ان ہواؤں کے ذریعے سے جو کشتیاں چلتی ہیں اور جو جہاز رانی ہوتی ہے سمندروں پہ اس کا ذکر آیا کہ کس طرح سے یہ انسانی تمدن کے کی ایک بہت ہی بنیادی چیز ہے کہ جس میں ایک جگہ سے دوسری جگہ تک سامان کی آمد و رفت رہتی ہے اور انسانیت جو ہے وہ پنپتی ہے اور انسان اپنا رزق تلاش کرتا ہے اور اس رزق کے نتیجے میں جب اسے کامیابیاں ملتی ہیں اور اس رزق کے نتیجے میں جب وہ پھلتا پھولتا ہے اور اس کے رزق کو بڑھاوا ملتا ہے تو اسے اللہ کا شکر بجا لانے کے لیے مواقع فراہم کیے جاتے ہیں اور شیخ نے ہمیں یہ بھی بتایا کہ ہر وقت شکر کی کیفیت میں رہنا ہی مطلوب ہے اور شکر گویا ایک جگہ سے دوسری جگہ تک کا سفر ہے کہ جو چیز اللہ تعالیٰ نے ہمیں عطا کر دی اس کا اعتراف کے تمام تر نعمتیں اللہ رب العزت کی جانب سے ہی ہیں اور ہر وہ چیز ہر وہ کامیابی ہر وہ چیز جو ہمیں اس زندگی میں میسر آتی ہے اس کا یہ اعتراف کرنا کہ یہ دراصل اللہ کی عطا ہے جذبہ شکر ہے اور شکر کے تین پہلو ہیں ایک لسان سے اپنی زبان سے اللہ کا شکر ادا کرنا اور دوسرا اللہ تعالیٰ کے لوگوں کے ساتھ اللہ کی مخلوق کے ساتھ اور بدنی طور پہ اللہ کا شکر ادا کرنا جو ہائیسٹ فارم ہے وہ یہ ہے کہ ہمارا دل سپاس سپاس شکر میں ہو ہر وقت اللہ کا شکر ادا کر رہا ہو دل کی کیفیت شکر میں مستغرق ہو اور یہی اللہ تعالیٰ کے شکر کی نشانیوں میں سے بڑی نشانی ہے کہ ہمارا دل اللہ کے تعالیٰ کے شکر میں ڈوبا ہو اور یہی انبیاء اور یہی اولیاء کا شیوہ ہے کہ وہ مشکلات میں بھی اللہ کا شکر ادا کرتے ہیں اگرچہ ہمارے پاس آپشن موجود ہے کہ جب ہمارے پاس مشکلات آئیں تو ہم صبر کی کیفیت میں چلے جائیں اور جو راضی و برزا رہنے کے طریقے ہیں ان کو اپنائیں لیکن اس سے اوپر والا درجہ یہ ہے کہ صبر کو بھی شکر میں بدل دیں شیخ ون آف دا موسٹ امپورٹنٹ کانسیپٹس انادر ون ہیئر ان دس آیا اور تم اس کا فضل تلاش کرتے ہو سو دیر از فضل اینڈ دین دیر از شکر 
Fazl, I was listening to uh, Dr. Asrar Ahmed the other day, and he almost, um, uh, what, what I understood is it's like something that we don't deserve and we get it is Fazl. Mm-hmm. Whereas something which is essential for us to survive is risk. Mm-hmm. And there is a higher state of acquisitions that we have which is fuzzle, which we don't deserve, mm-hmm. which we don't need, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us as mm-hmm. supplementary, complementary. Something, mm. I may have understood him wrong, but uh, for okay. the quoting of the name, let's, let's explore the meaning of fuzzle. Yeah, so I remember I said that, you know, Ibn Khaldun has this idea that um, wealth is understood differently in different contexts. So rizq is what's assigned to you that you will use and benefit from before you die. So this is risk. This is like you don't know what your risk is until you die. So what you earn is not your risk. What you are paid is not your risk. And what you save is not your risk. You know this is considered to be um, something that is separate. So risk is what you consume and benefit from and use before you die. Now then you have something called maash, which is what you you know seek and are given, and it's kind of it's like the paycheck. The simplest way to the Paycheck ma'ash is literally the way that you ta'ish, which is the way that you live. So it's kind of it's going to something that is a sign for you to be sufficient for what you live. And so some like um you know the minimum wage, for example, that concept is connected to ma'ash. Hmm. And then you have mal, which is like the extra that you <clears throat> save. So the fadl enters into this essentially not in terms of risk, which is guaranteed. Uh, and, and and in that sense, don't worry about your risk. It, it comes into this place between ma'ash and and mal, but from the concept of you know not in the bank from but from where it comes from. I don't explain this because fadl is basically um, like God has like this this kind of you can imagine a bank which is overflowing. Mm-hmm. That's the fadl. So it, it's not as if at a certain point, it's going to run out of capital or assets. It's always there. And so what you're told to do is that God's generosity is such that you have to strive for achieving something which is over and above risk. So Mm. it's not to say that your risk is not going to come to you. It means that you should seek out through your own choice and volition and, and, um, you know, know, expending your own, you know, know, power and, and choice. You should seek that out and that essentially is going to be connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's from his perspective, fadl. And so mm. essentially is mal, it's mal, which is extra that you've saved. But if it's only in the bank and you don't connect it to God, it's called mal. If you connect it to Allah, it's fadl. It's like the extra generosity that then comes to you, that then you are then the means of giving somebody else risk, for example. That's fadl. And mm. the other reason of fadl being mentioned here is that it's actually... You know, probably more than what you need, and so that's when this whole idea of you know spending on yourself, but spending on other people, giving in charity, building institutions, building charitable um, structures—all of that comes from this idea that is extra, it's fadl. So why does God use extra? It's because it's extra to what you need, because your what you need is risk. Mm-hmm. So the reason why these words are used is to change your perception of what we have with us. Hmm. From the perspective of risk is what's written, don't worry about it. And what you have is this extra is mal. And that mal is essentially fadl. Fadl is something kind of that surplus. And if it's surplus, it means surplus to what you will need before you pass away. It's surplus to what you need to be happy. And so that whole concept and relating it back to Allah because it says min fadlihi from his bounty and from his generosity indicates that it's not really yours, it's just, you know, an extra accumulation of wealth that you have that through zakat that we pay and through extra sadaqah that we we conceive of, of passing through to people is a way that we give shukr, you know, so that the whole thing is you know, that you, you, you give this gratitude. The gratitude is for the extra that you're given. And how do you give gratitude? I said, you know, one of the ways is actually to do certain things. And, you know, the way to do gratitude through extra wealth would be to give it in charity. 
you know, to give it a portion of it, assign it to people who are deserving of it. Hmm. Hmm. I think what, you, what he mentioned was probably correct in that sense. Um, yeah. Fadl. Fadl is uh, extra and uh, yeah, uh, it's like a uh, you've had a meal and uh, you pay the bill, mm-hmm. but you also tip. Yeah, so f- yeah, fuddle in that perspective. What fuddle would be, you have iftar and this food left in the plate and it's too much. You know, you can look at it both ways. It's too much for you in the mm. sense that, you know, your risk is in your tummy now. Why, why are you trying to consume something that's not, you know, belonging to you? It's going to create a disease or, you know, illness. Mm-hmm. Aaj ke is reflections mein, uh... میرا خیال ہے کہ آج کی یہی آیت شاید کافی رہے اور اس کے تین بلکہ چار ضروری کانسیپٹس ہیں جو تھوڑا سا میں اس زبان میں کہنے کے بعد شیخ سے اس کی سمری لوں گا ایک تو یہ کہ اللہ تعالیٰ رزق کا انتظام کرتا ہے اور تجارت اور سائی مال کمانے کے لیے جو ذرائع پیدا کرتا ہے ان کو ڈھونڈنا بھی ایک باعث برکت چیز ہے اور تجارت اور معاش انسانی زندگی کا انتہائی ضروری پہلو ہے محنت کسب تجارت معاش اور اس کے بعد اللہ تعالیٰ کی نشانیوں کو جانتے دیکھتے ہوئے ہم اس کو جب استعمال کرتے ہیں تو ہم سراپا شکر ہو جاتے ہیں اور یہ مطلوب کیفیت ہے اصل اس ساری زندگی کی یہی ہے کہ ہم اللہ رب العزت کے ساتھ اپنا تعلق قائم رکھتے ہوئے اس سے ملاقات کے انتظار میں یہ زندگی گزاریں اور بالآخر اس سے ملاقات کر لیں اور وہ کنیکشن شکر کے ذریعے سے اچیو ہوتا ہے وہ کنیکشن اللہ تعالیٰ کی دی ہوئی جو عطا ہے اس کے بدلے میں اس کا شکر ادا کرنا زبان سے عمل سے اور دل سے اور اس کے فضل کو تلاش کرنا اور فضل کے معنی کو سمجھنا اور اس کی کیفیت دل میں برقرار رکھنا شیخ فائنل فیو مومنٹس اینڈ می بی اساؤنڈ بائی اباؤٹ دس آیاس وہ ساؤنڈ بائی آئی تھنک ویٹس بیکاز آئی تھنک وی مس ٹو ورسز سو وی وی مس ٹو وی ایکچولی مس ٹو ورسز سو بیکاز بیفور دس اللہ سیز یو نو ٹرن یور فیس ٹوورڈز دا اپریٹ ریلیجن And then Allah says, Man kafara Whoever disbelieves and shows ingratitude, then they will have the response of their ingratitude. And the person that acts good, they're doing all this and preparing it for themselves. In order that, so that God you know, recompenses those that have faith and do good actions from his generosity. For indeed, God does not love those that are ungrateful and then Allah says this whole verse that we talked about today from his signs that he sends the, the winds as 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 um, portents of glad tidings so that people will experience from part of his mercy and also that you know the ships will sail upon the oceans and also that you will be able to seek God's sustenance and also so that you will be able to show thankfulness all of this I think connects with this idea of and gratitude which is kufr and disbelief and gratitude so the disconnection we have usually with what god has allowed us to you know do our good actions our faith which is, is which is going to be responded to from god by giving us from his generosity that is also connected with this whole idea of how we seek risk how we you know first of all we un- we appreciate how god sends these things to us that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facilitates things through the natural world that God then tells us to seek his bounty. All of this almost is like an excuse for us to be able to then say, Ashkuruka ya Rabb, you know, Allah, I show gratitude to you, gratefulness to you. And the way that you do that is indicated in the previous word, min fadlihi, from his excess, from the things that he's given you, which are more than what you need. And mm. so one of the greatest things you can indicate here in this verse is that, you know, the fact that God says that this is from his bounty which is overflowing so that you can give thankfulness it indicates that the thankfulness is given through showing that through material aid to people in need uh, that's all we have uh, for today inshallah uh, tomorrow half past seven till iftar time uh, reflections with Sheikh Rizwan again assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah
وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله میرے رب Oh. Uh-huh.